Thank you so much for having uh, us here tonight. My wife is with me, our oldest daughter. Everyone else just kind of abandoned us and went to go visit our youngest daughter that just went to Bible college. Pray for me, if you will. Um, I have one already married, one getting married, one went off to Bible college. My son is in a relationship. I, I would imagine that's where it's going as well. Uh, my wife and I were at home the other day, and we're just kind of there by ourselves. I just, it's, what do you want to do? She says, what do you want to do? And, well, what do you want to eat? I, what do you want to eat? <laughs> so a little, little different for us, that is for sure. Um, good to have uh, my wife Marisol and, of, of course, my daughter Josie. She's one getting married this Saturday. And uh, to some monster, that's what I call them, monsters. They are monsters for sure. And then uh, a wonderful couple and good friends, uh, Craig and Lori from our church, came and visited us tonight and uh, backslidden and rebellious, uh, not at their own church tonight, but they came here. And I, 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 I told Brother Craig, I said, or my wife, I said, it's probably the air conditioning that they wanted. And uh, usually around this time, about... 20 minutes into my sermon, we start at 6 o'clock, the mosquitoes start coming out. And uh, well, I'll, I'll explain that, uh, but uh, at this time, I'd like to show a video if that would be okay. Your preacher said that'd be fine. And uh, thank you so much. There it is. And so that just shows a little bit of what we're doing at Treasure Coast Baptist Church. 
and it's been uh, it's been a wonderful 11 years. We just celebrated our 11th anniversary, and um, God has done so many different things there. And what I'm a little under stress because um, we we're having wonderful, wonderful revivalistic. Um, uh, services under the barn and it's just been it's been amazing and it's just been filling up um, and glory to God for it but just a little more than 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 I was thinking it would and now people are kind of bringing me into the building and saying hey preacher um, do you think this is going to work do you is this enough space and I I just pretend I don't I don't hear them I just I just kind of walk away from them but uh inside we get to separate into our English services and our Spanish services so that helps out a bit but it's a good problem to have amen and and God is blessed and and thank you church thank you preacher for inviting me here tonight what a wonderful opportunity to be with with you and I, I love this church and uh it it really is a a role model church uh, I tell people all the time if we ever get to this, to where we can purchase land and, and build a building, I'm, I'm, this is actually what I'm doing. I'm, I'm bringing the architect, and I'm going to bring them down here. I'm going to pull in, and I'm going to let them out, and I'm going to say, that's what I want. <laughs> it's just the truth. I mean, we, we've been, since the first time we visited this church, uh, it was closed. Uh, you probably have us on the, uh, on the cameras driving around, going around different things and looking. It was uh, on a, a weekday, maybe a Tuesday evening or something like this, many, many years ago. And uh, I pulled in here and I just thought, wow, this is just beautiful. If, if this is what a Florida church is supposed to look like, then praise the Lord, I'm glad. And uh, so that's what we have, a metal box. Uh, but God has done wonderful, wonderful things. And uh, little by little, we're transforming the, the front and the back and just doing a, a great thing. And um, I love our, our church, um, diverse church and just full of everything and anything you can think of. And uh, it's just uh, it's it's a wonderful place. It really is. And God's doing a wonderful work. Um, again, the revivalistic services we've been having. Uh, I told the church, I said, hey, we we should just stay out here. I mean, we've had baptisms, people saved every week. I mean, visitors, I think we've only had one week or one service, I'm sorry, without visitors. It has just been unbelievable. And um, so I said, what do you think, church? And they just, it's quiet, <laughs> just staring at me like you are, like, no, no, going back to the AC, amen. And, uh, but thank you so much. Again, if you uh, draw your attention to uh, chapter 6 here in 2 Kings, chapter 6 in 2 Kings. Now we have a story, a little bit of an odd story, and, and, and these men, uh, they made a godly decision to move forward. They said, this, is, this place is too straight for us. It's a, a little small. Let, let's go over here and get some work done. Let's go down to the Jordan and Everybody grab some wood and cut down some wood and, and make some beams and let, let's, let's enlarge what we're doing. And a man of God said, well, sure, go right ahead. And then there was one that said, hey, what, preacher, why don't you come with? And he says, okay, I can do that. And so they were all in unity, if you will. They, they all wanted the same thing. They, I believe what they wanted to do was for the glory of God wasn't for their advancement. It wasn't for bigger buildings. And, and, and folks, we, l listen, we were, we were preaching and reaching people in a smaller building. 
and they were getting saved and in a larger building we're reaching and preaching and getting people saved that's what it's all about about glorifying the Lord seeing people come to Christ and people grow in the Lord now they were trying to better themselves for the ministry and their focus for enlargement was was for God it wasn't for themselves and and that's what we need to remember all of this is God's all of it, all that we do, all that we have, all that we're given, it's all God's. And, and the truth is, why not have an abundant life? I remember my, years and years ago, my preacher telling me that. Why do you not want to have a better life if you can have a better life, Rick? If you can have a more sanctified life, if you can have a better marriage, if, if you can do more for the Lord, why would you not want that? And that's always stayed with me. The Bible says, I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm not sure, preacher, if you know him or not. His name is uh, Bobby Ravis, and uh, he's, he's given the ministries. Uh, uh, he's a North Carolina man, and I just happened to meet him. I was preaching uh, and doing a wedding up in North Carolina, and I stayed in the home that was right next to his, his, his for his parents. Uh, I met him, and he was a really nice guy, and uh, we had him come down to, to the church a few weeks ago, uh, 11th anniversary, and just tell stories of faith, and uh, how he's given to the Lord, and what the Lord has done through him, uh, and not to his advancement, uh, but just being, you know, open and willing to do whatever God wants him to do, and he was telling these stories about how God would say, hey, I want you to do this, and he was just like, uh-uh. And then God would just push on his heart and say, look, do this. And he just wouldn't leave. So finally, he would go home and he would tell his wife something like this. He'd walk in a door and say, hey, make out to so-and-so a $250,000 check. And without batting an eye, she would go, okay. And she was over the books and she would just write out the check. And you say, is that why you brought him for your 11th anniversary? Absolutely. <laughs> for his stories of faith, for him possibly giving to the work. It's exciting. It's, it's been exciting to, to, to do what we're, we're doing there. It's exciting to see that these men, the prophets, they, they wanted to do something. They wanted to build. They wanted to increase. And, and if you want to see God's vision for your life become a reality, then you cannot limit yourself to what you can do. I, I understand that you've had a, a missions month, if you will. I remember way back in the day, my wife always tells me, you get your stories mixed up. And I say, well, I tell them the way I tell them. And uh, if, if I believe it like that, then it's not a lie. Amen. And, uh, but I remember starting to give to missions way, way back in the day. Um, and I, honestly, I don't even know if I was saved at that time. And I was given the missions. I believe it was $2.50 a month. And you say, wow, big spender, right? Uh, $2.50 a month. Listen, I didn't even understand what really what missions was. I just knew it was something God wanted us to do. And maybe this month God's touched your heart with something, something specific. And you're just struggling a little bit about what to do and how can you do it. And that's the greatest part. You can't, but God can I just want to encourage you tonight a little bit, some stories of faith here, and, uh, and I pray it'd be uh, a blessing for you. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you that it's perfect, without error. Lord, there's, there's 
There's nothing confusing about it. Thank you, Lord, that you are Savior. And we didn't deserve what you did on the, uh, on the cross of Calvary, Lord. But thank you, Lord, for not only saving us, God, but daily walking with us and helping us. I pray you'd bless this church in a wonderful way, Lord, for their giving spirit. I pray that you'd bless the services back home. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, number one, the title of the message tonight is Obstacles. And number one, decide you will overcome them. Decide you will overcome them. The waters of life can be full of blessings. And at the same time, at the very, the same waters can be problematic. So here they are. They're, they're, they're at uh, the, the side of, let's say, a river. And uh, that, that river is giving them what they need. They're working hard. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've swung an axe before, and especially when you're outdoor, that's where you're usually swinging an axe, right? You're outdoor, and it is hot, and you are sweaty, and one of the things that you really, really want, you want water. And that water was right there. They picked a great spot, and that's what they were going to have. But this water, preacher, it became problematic because the axe head fell into the same water that was giving them what they needed. And these waters were no different. This water was good to drink and it gave life, but this same water created a problem now. The axe head was gone. Who here has a boat? Anyone have a boat? Okay, few, few folks. Jet skis or, or whatever, a canoe, right? Kayaks. Uh, have you ever dropped something in the water? It just... <gasps> And, and you just, you, only, you see it. You're, in, you're such in a state of shock that you can't dive in after it, but you see it and it's just sinking. And it's just sinking. And it's just sinking. And, and instead of jumping in, diving in, and doing whatever you have to do, you just watch it. That's, <laughs> I think that this guy did that that day. He's swinging that axe, and all of a sudden, think about it, all of a sudden, boom, there it went, right in the water. He just had the stick in his hand. <laughs> what am I going to do now? He said, well, I, I guess I can't work anymore, so I might as well just sit. No, that man didn't jump to that conclusion. That man didn't say, hey, you know what, there's, there's nothing I can do. He went to the man of God. It's very important when you do not know what to do that you go see your preacher. Go get some counsel. Your preacher has counseled me many times, and it's been a blessing. And as a pastor, if I need his counsel, well, I guess you might as well. One of the best things you can do, one of the greatest things that he did was he went over to the man of God, and he said, hey, the axe head went in the water. He didn't just say, I'm done. See, this project... It was, um, it was, it, it is something else. And you folks have, uh, who has been here since uh, Pastor Blaylock's uh, t taken the church? Who has been here? Okay, some folks. So those folks that have just raised their hand, you have been through some projects, I understand. Well, this is no different. When we first started Preacher, the the, the city said, okay, this is great. And every time we thought we were going to advance, they said, nope. 
you need this. Nope. Then the architect we hired, if you ever want to hire an architect that will not work for you, but he will absolutely take your, your money, you ask me, I'm going to give you the number. I'm telling you. And, and we, said, we need this change, and it was an argument. We went to the city. We sat in there with the city, with the officials, and all he did was argue with them. And I'm on this side of the table with him, just kind of <laughs> inching over like, I'm really not with him. We just kind of hired this guy. But I, I'm a nice guy. I'm the pastor, and I want to get this through. And, and he's just arguing and going and going. And, and all of a sudden they said, hey, you, something's not on here. Um, you need the fire corridor. And we needed a certain height, and we need certain materials, and we need this. And, and okay, and I thought, that's, that's fine, until I got the bill. And then the electric. Folks, this place, and I'm not, I am not exaggerating whatsoever, this place was a feed store. The doors that you walk in now, they're nice doors, brand new doors. The doors we used to walk in, there was a roll-up door hidden up in the ceiling. And they used to sell cowboy boots and feed out of this location. Before that, it was a drug location. They were flying and landing planes in that backfield that you saw, where the kids run around now. They were flying and landing planes and distributing from Miami all kinds of different types of narcotics from our location. When we first moved in there and, and we started doing a little bit of remodeling, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm, I'm being honest tonight. I went up in the ceiling and I was looking around. I was hoping I was going to find a, a bag of cash or something. I, I thought, hey, if they were dealing drugs out of here a long time ago and this was the depot for it, hey, there's got to be something around here. I'm telling you, I, I even thought, you know, I should buy one of those metal detectors and just sweep this whole area and we'll get this renovation done. Amen. <laughs> Listen, you need to decide that when you have an issue and something comes up and just to overcome it. The electric, uh, the electric guy came and, and he said, hey, listen, this is worse than we thought. And I said, okay, well, what can we do? And, and uh, I said, all the, 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 the conduit that we have now, can we run through that? Can we reuse any of that? He says, none of it. It's all garbage. From the boxes out, you need everything new. And I thought, okay, well, that's a big obstacle. Well, how much is that obstacle going to cost? Oh, it's not that much, 125000 Now, I don't know about Beacon Baptist. I would imagine that's a lot here, too. But you might as well have just slapped me and threw me down on the ground because I, I about fainted, folks. It was a number I did not want to hear. I remember telling Brother Craig, he's on the building committee and a director at, at our church, and, and he almost fainted when I told him how much it was. He couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. I think he's probably here tonight to, to just see that, uh, I don't know, I'm not doing something like coming over here trying to be his Spanish pastor or something like that. <laughs> Listen, unfortunately, many of us see life this way. Like, we just can't overcome something. And, it, and, and it's good till it's not, and then, hey, you know what? I'm not going to... Look, you need to decide that you're going to overcome. You're going to decide that you're going to say, Lord, you can do this through me. You're, you're the owner of it all. I don't know what you're going to have me do, but God, I know that I can because you can. Number two, 
obstacles, determined to find a way around them. Determined to associate your, yourself with people who want to be spiritually successful. See, all these people were, they, they were excited about that. Hey, let's go on over here and let's build something. Let's chop some trees down. Let's, let's get some, fell some beams and, and, and build. And, and no one was complaining. Everybody was excited. They all went. The man of God said, hey, I'll go with you. And they were excited about it. And now you need to surround yourself around driven people. If you're around people who do not want to do anything, it's not going to work. You have to be driven. And Christian, I'm here to encourage you tonight. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. You need to be driven still. You need to be driven to want to see people saved. You want to have projects done, to do new things. To, you know, you guys have been very charitable to us. And we appreciate that. And we thank the Lord for this church. But you can't stop now and get comfortable. Determined to find a way around obstacles, anything that happens, you can uh, uh, get around that. And sometimes our future can look bleak and our hopes be crushed by a cruel reality. What do you do? You go to God. You keep going. Christian, listen to me. Sometimes your axe head, it's going to fall in the water. Have you ever been there where you're just absolutely working for God? And you're enjoying the work. It doesn't matter how hot it was. This guy's just, he's just going at it, enjoying life. Hey, things are on the, the, uh, on getting better. It, we're increasing. We're getting better. That place was too straight for us. Hey, we got to keep going. And all of a sudden, he swings. Boom. There goes the axe head. What, what do we do sometimes? I can't believe this, Lord. I'm trying to do this for you. I, here I am giving to you and working for you, and, and, and this happens to me? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Folks, listen, we need to determine that we can get around any obstacle and that God is good and God's going to provide. It doesn't matter how it is. And every obstacle that we faith, uh, face is just something that's going to increase our faith. Sometimes your axe head's going to fall in the water. Join me in the book of Psalms, if you will, please. Hold your place there. We're going to come back to that. In the book of Psalms, if you will. Uh, Psalms 57. Psalms 57. Psalms 57. Look at verse 1 and 2 with me, please. The Bible says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee, yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Listen, when you have an issue in life, I remember when my preacher, he used to say, uh, hey folks, listen, this is a large church and over time we're going we're gonna to start seeing some people get cancer and health issues. We're going to start seeing some people become weak and, and, and they're not going to do what they used to do. And, and, and little by little, we started seeing things like that. In fact, my pastor's wife died from cancer. This is many years ago, but uh, you know, we, we started seeing some things. And, and, and what do we do when we don't know what to do? Go to God and wait until the calamities are over. And then you must march on. There's always hope when God's in it and He sees our needs. 
Listen to me. God knew exactly where that axe head was. The man of God, he swung and it fell in there. He went and got uh, the prophet and he said, hey, and what was the, what the prophet say? Show me where it was. The prophet didn't go, oh, well, it's gone. What can I do? Hey, you know what? You should have tightened it up a little bit. You should have been checking it. He just said, where? With full faith that God would do something. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never really seen axe head swim. Maybe, maybe you have, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you can testify to this very story, but I need to take this story by faith. But I believe that that axe head swam. How? I have no idea. But I believe that it sank all the way to the bottom. I believe he went and got the prophet, and he brought him over, and he said, here it is. And that axe head swam. And you can say, well, it's just showing us. You know what? I'll just stay with my faith and believe that it swam. Determined to find a way around it. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward Him, the Bible says. Now listen, a lot of times we just throw up our hands and we say, we just, I can't no more. You know what? It's done. The axe head fell in the water. What am I supposed to do? That very water that He was drinking. When he was parched and he needed, what did he do? He went down to the water and he drank from it. For so many days, that water provided everything he needed. And then all of a sudden, now that the axe had fell in, did the water become bitter? See, Christians, sometimes what happens with us is God has been providing and providing and providing and loving, and loving. And we've had all that we've ever needed. And then all of a sudden, our axe head falls in the water. And the first thing we want to do is, I can't believe you let that happen, Lord. Why, when I'm trying to do a work for you, you're going to allow this to happen to me? How can that be, God, that I'm doing this for you in your honor, for your glory, and this is going to happen? The other day, everything was going as planned, and about 10.30 p.m., I got a call from the plumber. And he's a member of our church, which is awesome to have a plumber I mean, at the church, at the house, it, it is. I'm, look, folks, listen, when you're out soul winning, seriously, you guys need to make a list. <laughs> you go out and you say, Lord, provide a carpenter, plumber, electrician, and just start soul winning and have these type of people come in your church. Because for years now, I've been asking, Lord, bring some good people to our church, but make sure they're skilled. <laughs> Amen. And I've been asking for piano players, and I've only gotten one, but I'm going to keep going. They're out there, amen? Now, listen, the plumber calls me and he says, hey, preacher, i got to talk to you. We have a problem. I'm thinking he's going to say, I have a problem. Sure, please tell me. I will help you as your pastor. No, he said, we have a problem. I didn't like that. I got up, I went in the room, closed the door, and I answered, okay, what's going on? Well, remember how I purchased the plumbing company? Yeah. And... Um, 
and the guy was licensing me and signing off on everything because I bought the company, and, 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 and he, he's doing that until I'm licensed? Yes. And I was going to get my license in October, but they canceled that because there wasn't enough people, so they moved it to December. Yeah, 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 you, you, you told me that. Okay, he's pulling my license. He's what? How is that possible? Yeah, he's pulling my license. I don't know if I can do the job, finish the job, do anything. Because if I start, they might cancel the whole thing. I'll just be honest with you. I, I was sitting in my room. I have a chair in the corner of our, our, our room, and I just kind of plop my head down. Just, you know, he's, he's still on the phone. I can hear him breathing. <laughs> hey, I can imagine him at his house doing the same thing. Just, there, there we are, both of us. Lord, we're just trying to do your work. Lord, we're just trying to put your plumbing in. Lord, I don't, I, why, why did our plumbing fall into the water? And I said, you know what, Walter, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. I want you to be very kind. Yeah, 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 but he's a drunk, and he's calling me at like 2 in the morning and screaming at me and everything. And I said, have you prayed for him? Yeah, I've been praying for him. I said, you need to pray more. I said, you need to pray for him. You need to go and talk to him in person and say, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I have not done anything I shouldn't, and I'm doing this job for my church. I'm right in the middle of it. And listen to me, you don't want to come between that. And then you need to not threaten them, but pray for them. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and we're going to overcome this. And I didn't say, you know what, well, forget it. Forget it. I'm just going to bring all our people over here to Beacon. <laughs> Which would be really, really cool. I'm just saying it really would. But uh, y'all have air conditioning here. And... Uh, uh, you know, we, we didn't give up is what I'm trying to say. Listen, problems are going to arise in your life. Obstacles will be there. Health issues, finan uh, financial issues. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen, but listen, I know this. I've been around for a little bit. It's coming. Look at the world we're living in. All the issues and problems, and I'm not going to get into that. I'm not your pastor but our world has changed. And it'd be easy for us to say, oh, well, you know what? It's not time to build. It's not time to build. Let's, let's just wait, because who knows what's going to happen with the world. We don't know if the world's going to end. We have no idea what's going on and, and, and what's happening with Israel. You know what? Forget it. We're just going to... No, no, no. This is the best time to build. Because we're going to build by faith, knowing that it's all for God's glory and not for us. Number three, don't allow doubt to become one, an obstacle. Don't allow doubt to become an obstacle. Don't undo and doubt what you did in faith. See, I, I, I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box, but your preacher gave me some good advice, and I took it. And we made these pledge cards. And uh, my daughter did a wonderful job on there, and it said one-time gift due within two weeks, another, you know, two months, and you can do it weekly or monthly. And I, I was trying to get them to give, and I was telling the people, hey, don't give what you can give. Give what you can't give and do it by faith, but what God puts on your heart. 
and I told my church, some of you, a week or two ago, God put a number in your mind, and he put it in your heart. And some time went by. As a preacher, I messed up. We passed out those pledge cards. Pastor, guess what I did? At the end of service, I went like this. God bless you guys. See you on Wednesday. And immediately, a couple men came up to me. <laughs> My son was right, right behind me. Hey, the pledge cards. Why didn't you ask for the pledge cards? I, um, that was dumb of me. Here I am asking for people for, to give, and then I don't take what they want to give. And this was my fear. Great. Now, whatever God's put in their heart, by two weeks, or by next week, or by two weeks later, they're going to change it. The people are going to change the number. Instead of giving what they thought they should give and what they know they should give, they're going to change the number. Don't allow doubt to become an obstacle in your life. Uh, big ones, little ones. Salvation is a big, big big one. Just like that axe head, God will provide. Now look, get this down. If you're not saved tonight, and I would imagine most of the people are saved in here, but I will say this by experience. I sat in a church, Northwest Bible Baptist Church, unsaved. Bible under my arm, kids on the pew, babies on the pew, my wife there. I didn't have salvation. Maybe there's someone here tonight that's doubting a little bit. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. What shall we say then to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? Get this down. God wants to provide for you. He also wants to provide for your church. And he wants to provide for your church through you. Through you. Continue to be faithful, Christian. Continue to be faithful. Satan will always try to distract the child of God from doing the work of God that God has called him to do. When that axe fell in the water, they could have said, oh, well, well, there's no hope now. Uh, and they could have quit and determined to give up. And instead, they determined to persevere. Now, listen to me. Uh, question, brothers. What does it take for you to get distracted in doubt and it become an obstacle? Because the, the, the devil loves to cast doubt. Are you sure you said that? Are you sure that's what God wants you to do? Are you sure you're going to give that amount? Are you sure you're going to get back to soul winning? Are you sure you're going to go back and work on that bus? Are you sure? And he loves to cast doubt. The devil likes to plant doubt and distract us from God's leading. This axe head fell in the water. Something interesting that I see in the story is that the man of God said, well, where is it? And the man of God went over here and he says, right there. I was working right there and it fell right there. And he said, okay. And he went and got a little stick. That guy that told him, well, I it was there. Maybe he was thinking, you know, he was going to part, part, part the seas, or maybe he was going to jump in and go get it. The question, the real question is, why didn't that guy go get the axe head? Have you ever thought about that? The axe head's right there, go get it. But he went and got the man of God, he threw the stick in, all of a sudden, think about that. He was just... <laughs> and the man, 
the man of God. Look, sometimes, and I don't mean to be offensive tonight at all, but as pastors, this happens to us sometimes. We'll look at a church member that's struggling, and God provides exactly what they need, and they don't take it. The man of God looked at the guy, looked around, and just... Read the Bible. Take it! Take it! The guy just stood there. And I don't know if it just went to the top and just floated, or just kept going around. Like, take me, take me. I, I don't know what happened in this story. But I do know this. The man of God sat there and said, Take it! And many times, we're, we're full of this doubt and God provides in such a miraculous and wonderful way. And we just stand there. And we don't move forward. We don't allow God to work through us. Dwelling on the axe head falling in the water. Christian, it's not going to bring it back. It's not going to bring it back but doing something about it will. Doing something about it will. If we're not careful, we'll begin to think our problem is too big for God to handle. And God has a plan for our problems. Let me ask you a question this evening. When God said, take it, have you? Have you taken full advantage of that abundant life that He wants to provide? Whatever He's, he's given to you, the, the problems, the issue that you have in your very life, He provides a solution. Have you taken it? Maybe you're struggling in your marriage tonight. And you come to church and you kind of grab your wife by the arm and she smiles. Oh yeah, I've been there before. And you sit down and you listen. Oh, hey, brother, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Amen. Bless you, bro. And she's, oh, hi, yes, 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 yes. I don't know what you ladies do. I, I, something like that, I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not one, so I, I have no idea. But, oh, hey, brother. And, 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 man, your preacher gets up there and just what the Holy Ghost told him to do and say it was perfect and it was for you. And God's going, take it. Take it. It's right there. Take it. Take that counsel. Take that sermon. Apply it to your life. Take that alone time with God. Listen to me. I said this this morning. Uh, and, and I don't know who said it, but I sure do like it. What you do with the Bible will determine what God does with you. And here is the remedy for all our problems and issues in life. And all we have to do is take it. I don't know about you, but I think that there's some Christians, not only in this church, in my church, in all churches, that will go days without reading the Bible. That'll go weeks without reading the Bible. That'll go months 
without reading the Bible. And preacher, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. You call me later and yell at me, but this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that young people today, back in the day, if they wanted to get into a lifestyle that was ungodly, they would leave the church. Today, what we're seeing, I believe, is people will get into a lifestyle that is ungodly, but they will stay in the church. Before they got out, because they just that conviction was too much, that preaching was too much, that the, the, the fellowship was just too much, now there's such a hardness in hearts. And God's saying, take it. Take that sweet fellowship that I'm offering. Take that sweet fellowship and that love and that, and that conviction that I'm trying to put on your heart. I, I will say this, and, I, and I'll finish and turn it over to your preacher. That guy, I, I, don't, I, I could be wrong, but I, he took that, that axe, right? I think last time I was here I broke something, so I'm going to be very, very careful, very careful. He, he had that that axe, and it, it, it swam. And, and, hey, there it is. Hey, fellas, there it is. And the man of God just looked at him and said, hey, are you going to take it? Do you want me to do it? I just threw the stick in and got it up here for you. Take it. He, ta- he took it. And I, he put it back on. I can imagine he you know, made sure... Made sure it was really on there. Wow, these are really nice. <laughs> I, I am Puerto Rican, so, you know, I'll just try to put it up the... <laughs> but I, something tells me that he learned his lesson. He probably got... Because the work's still there. You, you, hey, we have to finish what we start. And he got that axe head back. It wasn't the new axe head. It was that axe head, his axe head. The one he borrowed. Master, master, it was borrowed. I don't know what that all means. but And there he is. He's ready to hit some wood. And he's staring at the water, and it's such a beautiful day. Something tells me, I don't know, I could be wrong, but that guy went like this. He, well, <laughs> <laughs> and he started axing that way, if you will. Because why is he going to do that again? Could you imagine it, it happened again? Master, master, for it was borrowed. You big dummy. I only did that once. That's it. You go in yourself and get it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, no. How many times do we do the same thing over and over and over again. And the axe head keeps falling in the water because we will not do a 180. Christian, God can 
and God will. But you have to be willing. You can get around those obstacles. You can beat the obstacles. And doubt doesn't have to become one. Amen. Eyes closed and heads bowed, if you will, please. I pray that if someone's here struggling with their faith, struggling with their salvation, that tonight they'll come and do a 180, repent and turn. I pray that if there's someone here that's a little away from the Lord tonight, that they'll come tonight with an open heart towards God and realize He's not the problem. And realize that He wants to provide the solution, that we are the problem. I wonder if there's someone here tonight that can say, Hey, Pastor, would you please pray for me? I've been struggling and doubting, and I know that's not of God. I know that who it's of. I know who's the author of confusion, and it sure isn't the Lord. I wonder if there's someone here tonight. That's where you find yourself. And, you, and you, you're even swinging the same way and wondering why you continue in the problems you have. Christian, you've got to turn around. Tonight can be that night. Eyes closed and heads bowed. I'm going to turn it over to your preacher. Let's pray together, may we? Father, thank you so much for Jesus who died on the cross for our sins, that we have eternal life, forgiveness. I pray this week, Lord, as our people go out, that you'd help us to speak a word for Christ. Lord, we thank you for this message tonight. The reminder, again, that the just shall live by faith. But without faith is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Help us to trust you. And Lord, when obstacles stand in the way, help us to trust you further and obey your word. Lord, your commandments are not grievous. And thank you, Lord, that you've promised that your presence goes with us. We thank you, Lord, for Pastor Palma and Treasure Coast Baptist Church. Oh, Lord, and we're thankful and claiming, oh, Lord, that you'll provide for them in their building, that more people might be able to get saved and that your name might be able to glorify. Uh, I pray that you go with us now, Lord. We love you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad you're saved? Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.